You are now listening to the Claim It Podcast with me, your host, Trisha Huffman, your joyologist. Right now, I'm doing a solo episode talking about a lot of things probably because, you know, I can get, I can move around in topics. (laughs) But primarily what I want to talk about today is the idea of not giving up on yourself and your dreams and your possibilities. Um, I have very exciting news. Many of you, especially if you're regular listeners of this podcast, then you've been hearing for probably an entire year about how I'm saying I'm writing a book about the powerful effects eliminating should from your life. It comes up in so many conversations (laughs) with the guests. And um, I officially can announce I am actually writing the book. I have a book deal. I have been writing it, but I can now officially, officially announce that I have a publisher. I have a publishing date, April of 2022. You heard that, right? 2022. That's how publishing works. (laughs) When you sell a book, it doesn't come out for usually 18 months to two years after they buy it. Um, so, so yeah, it seems really far away, but I know it's going to happen fast because I've watched other people's journeys from when they announced to when pre-sale and all of a sudden it's out in the world. So I know it's going to come fast, but yay! <laughs> I'm so excited and I'm really proud of myself. And um, I want to celebrate that and tell you about that journey, but I also want to let you know that uh, 10 years ago, <laughs> I, you know, I was blogging and I was like, oh my God, this is it. I am meant to be a writer. I am a writer. I can remember like being at my friend Anya Marina's kitchen table when I was visiting her in LA. By the way, Anya Marina is a great podcast episode when she was a guest. <laughs> I think it was at her. I, I don't know. I have this very fond memory of having a realization there. Um, I'm a writer. That is what I was put on this earth to do, which, you know, if you'd known my life before that, no, like I lived out my dream of being a live sound engineer, touring the world with all sorts of amazing people doing sound for them. Uh, when I was in high school, I used to pay my friend Christy, thanks Christy, to do my writing assignments for me. Um, (laughs) I think I was actually always good at writing and got good grades. I just didn't enjoy it. I've always been a reader. The actual, the act of sitting down and writing was like, "Mm, I don't have time for that. So, you know, it's not like my whole life path showed as like, yeah, of course, Trisha, you're meant to be a writer. (laughs) But when I started tweeting, and seeing, oh, my words have impact. And then writing blogs. I think I wrote blogs first. Yeah, I probably wrote blogs first. And I just, I, I told myself I was writing a blog for me. But like, I don't think I even told anybody I had a blog for a while. It was just a space for me to get things out of myself as I was processing them in real time. It was called I Am Being. And so each blog was like, I am being connected. I am being alive. I am being present while brushing my teeth. <laughs> Which is something I still try to work on today. Like, can I just brush my 
teeth while brushing my teeth. It's a real struggle. feels like I need to be doing other things while I'm brushing my teeth. And so it's a real practice of being present in brushing your teeth just by just only brushing your teeth and brushing your teeth. <laughs> See, we're getting into so many topics already. Um, anyway, so having starting to write blogs and it was more just me for me to share my daily ahas in life of like, oh, I was getting upset because of this. And then I had this realization. It's pretty much still what I same share, same share about. Um, yeah. And then I just had this moment. I don't even know. I don't even think I've been blogging that long. And when I mean blogging, like I didn't get played to be a blogger or anything like barely. I don't even know if people read my blog. It wasn't, this was before Instagram and stuff. I think there was Twitter and Facebook. I don't even think I was on those things yet for, with like a business or, you know, whatever. Anyway, I was like, oh, it just felt so good. I'm a writer. So I wasn't getting like, oh my gosh, I have so many readers. <laughs> of course, everybody loves my stuff. I just felt it. Anyway, and so then... um, you know, I would tour with artists. At that time, I was touring as a joyologist, keeping artists grounded and inspired and healthy on the road. And so I would usually, you know, like have a contract with an artist and work with them for their entire tour. So that could be two months, that could be 18 months. And so a lot of those times when I would get off touring for a long chunk of time, I did not want to go back into <laughs> looking for someone else to work with. I wanted some downtime. And so I was like, that's when I started like, oh, I can do coaching. I can create a webinar. I can, you know, oh, like finally, like I'll create products before all this. And so this one time when a tour break come up, I was like, I'm going to write a book. That's what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go back out on tour right away. I'm going to take time off and write a book. And I remember like being on social media all the time. I'm writing a book. I'm writing a book. Oh, I'm taking, I lived in New York. I'm writing a book. Look at me while I'm in New York. I'm writing my book. Oh, now I'm going to, I'm taking a train trip. I went to LA to visit friends when the Cafe Gratitude opened for the first time. And I took a train back from LA to New York, which was amazing. Oh, but I had a sleeper car, which is not very fancy but definitely made the trip nicer. I was like, oh my God, look at me, how romantic. I'm writing my book on the train. I want to go live in Italy. And I did. I found lucked out and found a place where they just wanted an American to live there and speak English with their kids who were professional sailors. Um, and so they were barely even there. The kids are professional sailors and they're in high school. And they just wanted me to like whenever they were home to eat meals with them and have a conversation in English with them. And the family was always gone. Um, so I got to live in Italy for months for free. And I was like, I'm writing a book. But to be honest, people, I did very little writing. <laughs> Finally, um, I landed back in LA after and ended up going straight back to work. Uh, you know, I landed in LA Jason Mraz, who was a client of mine, said, hey, I'm recording an album. Do you want to come? And then I ended up being in the studio every single day of that recording and then touring with him every single day of the next touring cycle again. And I was just like, books on hold. And a part of me felt some like shame and guilt of like, I said I was writing a book and I didn't. Did I let people down? But again, you know, my all of my work is, again, bringing everything back to me. Like, sure, there's people out there that might be, like, rolling their eyes. Like, you know, like I knew she wasn't writing a book. Like, yeah, right. Trisha couldn't write a book. Or they might have been like, oh, that's cool. I want to read Trisha's book. Where did, Where is it? 
and it didn't happen. And I was just like, you know what? I'm, I'm excited about this opportunity I'm doing right now. And I still have life to learn. And I always knew I would get to writing books. <laughs> it just took me some time. And then as I got off the road and got products, okay, have kids, trying to make more space in my life. All right, Trisha, how are we going to write a book? How are we going to write a book? I had conversations like two years ago with everyone I knew that had published a book. And I mean like knew like a little bit would like DM people like, hey, would you mind getting on the phone with me and talking to me about your process and getting your book deal? Just like wanted to know the reality of how it worked. How do people get book deals? <laughs> Years ago, someone had told me to get this book, like, How to Write a Book Proposal. It's, like, basically called that. Who, um, actually, it was Gabby Bernstein told me to get that book 10 years ago. How to Write a Book Proposal. The first time I said <laughs> I was going to write a book. Um, and I... And I, for some reason, was like afraid of that book. I remember I did. I actually just found a book proposal from 10 years ago. And I was proud of myself because I didn't think I'd even done a damn thing. <laughs> when I look back at it, I'm like, I don't think I wrote anything. And I had actually like, I had a, didn't really write a full book proposal. But I was like, okay, good job, Trisha. There was something there. You did some things. You wrote a chat. You wrote a book outline. Like you did stuff. Okay. But anyway, the big hardest thing for me was like, I feel like I have so much to say. So what am I going to say? What's my book going to be about? And um, getting really clear on what I wanted the book to be about and um, and then really diving and committing. So anyway, <laughs> I'm getting all mixed up. I'm saying two things majorly here. First of all, there's a lot of work that goes into getting a book deal. And I felt like so often we just see people amount, I got it. I'm writing a book. It's my dream. Yay. And since they don't share anything about the struggles and the actual work of it, it just seems like all these people are just like having a magical wand, like, and you get a book deal and you get a book deal. And I was like, well, what about me? Where's my book deal? And then I really had to learn that like, oh no, most people just don't talk about it because they don't want other people, you know, like what if they fail? What if they did all that work? And I, so a year ago, Last year, I, last November, I finally sat down and started to write the book proposal for, I got clear on the idea of which book I was writing, and then I had to write the book proposal, and that was like a year ago, and so, so many people don't share their process because they're afraid of what will, people will think of them, or if they don't get the book deal, if they don't follow through, or if they put in all the work, and they still don't get a book deal, because that happens, and how many people have I had on this podcast um, Bronnie Ware, you know, she had an agent court her saying, oh, write a book about this. And then she, and then nobody bought it. And then she self-published Gary John Bishop. He self-published his book and, and he ended up on the New York time bestseller list. And then with both of them, then, then publishers were like, oh, we do think you're amazing. But let's buy your book now that you've already self-published it. And that's happened to so many people. So, I also knew those things and that like, you know, gave me some more hope that like, all right, I'm showing up. I want a traditional book deal for the, you know, uh, how it's uh, distributed because that way it's 
you know, they're the publisher is working to get it into stores for you. And of course, it's amazing. It's so amazing that you can write a book and self-publish and get it in stores on your own or that just whatever, that it can just be printed on Amazon. Amazon gets a lot of shit, rightly so in some ways, but also they do make it really easy to publish your own book in a really great way. And a lot of people, that's the only place that they can get their book sold because publishers are. So it's really, it's really hard to get a book deal, guys. <laughs> I've learned. Ooh, what a year. Um, <laughs> anyway, so if you do see someone that is only like has their book on Amazon and nowhere else, that's because like buy their book. <laughs> Don't not buy it because it's not on Amazon. That's just because they probably got turned away from traditional publishers and that didn't mean anything about their book not being good. Because like I said, so many people, oh, Alexandra Jameson, her last book, right? Um, Ended up, she self-published it because she even said she had gone through publishing so many times with like four books with traditional publishers and she just didn't want to go through that process again. So her and her husband, Bob Gower, self-published their last book and then a publisher again approached them like, oh, we see you wrote a great book. We would now like to publish it. So it's just like, you know, there's so many amazing singers, songwriters, so many amazing talented people out in the world. And just because they don't have a big deal or people don't know their name, that doesn't have anything to do with how good they are. And so that's the same for you as well. If you're out there listening and you might be like, Trisha has a book deal and I don't. Which you might be thinking about. That's okay. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm better than you, a better writer than you, a better anything than you. Okay. And also, people can do as much work as I did. I did ended up using an editor. I used people to help me to like really tune up. People can invest so much money and time and then still not get a book deal. And again, it doesn't mean anything about the actual the book or the person. It's a it's an intense ride. And they are very picky. I mean, I had meetings so awesome. I had meetings with I think six different publishers, which is huge. So awesome. But in my mind I was like, oh, if all these people want to talk to me and they've seen my book proposal and then they're taking time out of their day to talk to me about it, then that means they're making an offer, right? And it was like, no, that didn't mean they were all making offers. (laughs) And they would even be like, oh, we love you. We love your energy. We love this idea. We love it. We love it. We love it. We're going to (laughs) pass. Ooh, so again, great people, great ideas out there that just don't get picked. And um, what, again, I want to be saying, this isn't all about me, that if there's a part of you that's like, I said 10 years ago or five years ago or two years ago, or at the beginning of this year that I was going to do this and I didn't, I'm such a disappointment and you're feeling shame or guilt. Be kind to yourself. Be loving to yourself. Trust the timing. There is still time. Perhaps the lessons in life of what happened this year will give you even more motivation, more knowledge, more clarification. I mean, I also, I gave up the word should in 2008. So like, oh, I could have written, you know, in 2010, when I said I was going to write the book, I could have. No. Also, I wasn't, that wasn't my idea for a book back in the day anyway. It was, uh, 
you know, different ways to empower yourself, which they're all sort of all coming into the book. I'm just using should as the guideline to it, everything. So the book is much more than about the word should. I just use it to expose so many things about ourselves. Um, But yeah, the intricacies that I get into in these 16 chapters are definitely things that I did not have the clarification on 16 years ago. And also because I have been talking about these things in so many different ways and just living life and, oh, you know, once having relationships, having kids, so many different things, life experiences that I couldn't, you know, well, I'm sure I could have wrote it back 10 years ago, but it wouldn't have been, it wouldn't have had the depth that it will now and the compassion and awareness and so much more. So think about that for yourself. What is it? Is there something that you're feeling bad about because you haven't done yet? Or I said I was going to do this all this time ago and all these people are probably like, what? First of all, it doesn't matter what anybody else thinks because if anybody else, most of the people that are like so worried or like judging you for what you have and haven't done that's because they're not happy in their own life like just think about it the people that are like ruling at life they don't have space to like judge you I mean I guess there also can be like loved ones that can be okay you know I've got some friends that are like the do all the things all the time and you're like I don't even understand how you can do all of that (laughs) what (laughs) and you're making homemade like advent Calendars, I'm talking about Molly Engelhart right now. <laughs> Listen to her podcast episode. <laughs> I am always blown away with how much she is doing and doing well. <laughs> but anyway, she would not be judging me. But I'm just saying you might have somebody in your life who is like, you're like, oh my gosh, do they ever stop? And maybe they are like think acting like, well, why didn't you do this? You said they were going to do this. And so that could be coming from a place of love and they're just not expressing it from a place of I love you so much, I want the best for you. And so it feels like judgment. So again, to remember that, let's see, everything is either an act of love or an expression, oh wait, an expression of love or a request for love. Meaning that sometimes people say things in a way that are judgy and don't land well because they love you and so they think they're protecting you. And sometimes people say things like that because they really themselves are unhappy and are looking for love. Anyway, just keep coming back to you. And also, is it something still that you want? So if you're like, I always said I was going to do this and I haven't done it yet. Also check in, is that even something you still want to do or you feel like you should do because you at one point said you did? Because you think all these people are waiting for you to do it. So you should do it. It doesn't matter. It feels so much better to listen to yourself and trust yourself and do what you want. It can feel uncomfortable at first to be like, but what will other people think? Or I'm letting people down or I'm disappointing people or whatever. But it feels so much better when you actually allow yourself to do what you want and not what you feel like you should be doing, especially when it's based on an expectation a past expectation you had for yourself or that other people have of you. I mean, I'm not saying like you don't want to put your kids to bed every night. I don't. I'm so tired. I'm just, can you please do it yourself? Like, <laughs> but I should put my kids to bed or whatever those things. But there's also chapters for that in the book on how to switch your energy when, because there's definitely going to be things you don't want to do in life that are like shoulds. Like I should do the dishes. 
so how to switch your energy to find the motivation so that you can show up and like do the things without the heaviness of, oh, I hate my life. Um, and then also to see like, is everything actually, you know, seeing that everything's a choice, basically. And so sometimes you just got to choose those things that you would rather not do, like the dishes or like giving my kids a bath and putting them to bed. <laughs> When I'm just like, can you put me to bed tonight, kids? <laughs> which I sometimes ask them to do, which my daughter Zia thinks is very funny. Um, and she'll even go through the whole process and sing me songs. But then I still have to get up and put her to bed. <laughs> so I don't know if I win that situation. Anyway. Believe in yourself. Get clear on what it is that you do want, realize that you still have time for it. And, you know, getting clear on why do you want the things that you want? Is it because what you think other people will think of you when you do it? Or is it just because you really want to? Like, yeah, like having a book deal, you know, that's a big thing. But yeah, I could have just wrote it myself. So is it my ego that I wanted or that I could have just published it myself that I want a traditional book deal and that, but no, it's the real truth. And it's also like, oh, am I like, oh, how important am I? I do think that what I have to share is very important, but it's not so much of like how many books can I sell so that I have this ego build. I mean, of course, everybody wants to be like a New York Times bestseller and sell a bunch of books. But like letting the motivation come from like, I really think that what I have to share is valuable and it really, I really want it to change and impact people's lives. So thinking about the potential lives it could affect and not like my ego. But yeah, um, of course, of course I want to be a New York Times bestselling author and I realize there is a slim percentage of people that do that. <laughs> and I won't be disappointed if I won't be but like yeah why not why not you know why not put that out there for myself but again so seeing like why is it why do I want to be an author just so I can say I'm an author so looking at what is it that you're feeling like I haven't done yet and like is it still something you want to do why do you want to do it and also you don't have to have like a really deep why it could also be like it makes me feel good. I don't know. I just feel this pull to do it. I want to try it out. So I think sometimes we're really hard on ourselves that we have to have this like genius deep why. <laughs> like <laughs> it brings me joy is like good enough reason to want to do something. <laughs> and it doesn't bring me joy. It drains me. It wears me out. Is a good enough reason to stop doing something? <laughs> so I'm really excited. I'm really proud of myself. I hope that hearing my journey and my story or a slivers of it is empowering you or inspiring you to believe in yourself and to keep showing up day after day in little steps. And, you know, and I have this new daily connection journal that I'm now selling in my shop. And, you know, like, honestly, the steps in this journal are what has helped me be able to keep showing up every day and like doing a little bits here and here. The first thing in the journal is creating three I am statements and those could be affirmations about yourself, but they also could be calling yourself into the future tense. So two years ago, I started to write down, I am a best-selling author. And so by writing that every single day, then I would have to be like, okay, Trisha, so if you're telling yourself you're a best-selling author, 
you better get to work. So, and then in my want to do items, then it's like, well, what am I going to do today? Have a conversation with someone that had published a book. Look up book proposal outlines. Look up how to get a book deal. Look up how to find an agent. Oh, maybe try writing today. So, they're like little steps that made me add up because yeah, I'm running businesses. I got little kids that were even littler when I started this journey. So realizing again that we can sometimes put things off because we think we need so much time. And we do, but that time can add up every single day. Google search, text message, email, five minutes of writing, singing a song, crafting, whatever it is that is your thing. It all adds up. And then the gratefuls and then wins and joys. Like when I wrote for, you know, I had an aha moment today. I had a chapter idea today. I got a reply back from someone. You know, I someone told me that they'd introduced me to their agent. Celebrating the little steps along the way and acknowledging myself every day is the last thing of the Daily Connection Journal. Because again, we can just be like, I'm not going to be happy, successful, fulfilled, feel worthy enough until I have the book deal. No, I wanted to acknowledge myself every single day just for trying, for showing up, for putting my dreams into action, even if they may not become a reality, for believing in myself. So the things that are in this daily intention, connection, reflection journal are real things that I used in the process of making dreams come true, not just this book deal. And they're easy reflection points, but you're just giving yourself the space to get quiet, to ask yourself these questions. How do I want to feel? What do I want? What do I want to call in for myself? What brings me joy? What was a fun win today? And how can you acknowledge yourself? So please get the journal and actually do it. actually show up for yourself most days. I'm not even saying every day because life happens. And you don't have to do it in the morning. You can do it at any point in the day. Be flexible. Stop being so hard on yourself. I missed my opportunity. I didn't write in it this morning. I missed, you know, I bought it last week and I never opened it. You can always start in this moment. You can always reclaim your dreams, claim a new one. It's you. You're in the driver's seat of your own life. And that is the point of my book, F the Shoulds, Do the Once, coming out April 2022, (laughs) is always getting clear on yourself with what you're doing, why you're doing it, what's motivating it, and how you're feeling in it all. Oh, I'm so excited for it to be a reality. I have so much more writing to actually do because now I actually, you know, have to write the full book. <laughs> Get to write the full book. Um, and that's a whole nother process. But I'm in it and I'm loving it and I'm showing up every day. Some days again, it's just like, oh, write for 30 minutes, just 30 minutes, just putting stuff on the page and not judging myself for it right now, just letting things come through me. So that's another thing that I think can make us hold us back from doing the things that we want to do. We feel like everything has to be so amazing all the time. Like I just like, just let things come out of you. Just be like, start, go and do like, I'm like, my goal is like, I do a shitty draft of a chapter a week. Shitty draft. That's my goal to write a shitty draft every week. (laughs) And I do it. It comes out and a lot of awesome stuff comes out of me when I don't have the pressure to write the best chapter ever. 
because there's always editing and going back and it's all experience and it's all part of the process. Whoo! Thank you all so much for the love and support. I, I, I hope you're like, you're, you probably are like relieved maybe, <laughs> or maybe not. Cause now I'm still going to be like, well, I'm writing a book. It's just now a real thing. But yeah, <laughs> I do wonder if you guys listening out there, girls, people, humans, people are listening out there are like, Okay, Trisha, we know you're writing a book. But when I'm talking to these people, a lot of times I don't even know them and it's a whole new thing. They don't know anything about me. And I like telling them about my should mod should should versus want motto. <laughs> All right. Thank you so, so, so much for listening, for being here with me, for supporting my journey. I love hearing from you. If you haven't yet, please subscribe and rate the podcast. And if you haven't yet send me screenshot me your review and send it to podcast at your and I'll send you a product for my product line as a thank you because I really appreciate those reviews and um reminder to get my app in the Apple app and the Google Play app store called Own Your Awesome. Hundreds of powerful thoughts and affirmations. And shop my product line. I have a lot of tumblers in right now, insulated tumblers, good for hot and cold beverages. They are amazing. I use mine every single day and um, lots of good gifts for you to cheer you on with you living your life and your loved ones as well. Shop.yourjoyologist.com. All things me are yourdryologist.com and I'm at yourdryologist on social media. Come say hi.